welcome back to episode 16 from the boys here at Waxpack Lyrical. Been away for a few weeks, let the NFL season settle itself down and let Dan get parole from his uh, from his prison sentence. But now we are back and raring to go. As ever, let's start off by meeting your starting presenters. Uh, Brian Slaughter, uh, Birmingham City University, 5'5 five five and £191 and recently recovering from a virus. Don Hewitt, five foot ten, £196, the U of life. Uh, Brian Walter, six foot two, and uh, currently being emasculated by my uh, lovely new girlfriend. But anyway, right, gentlemen, since we last got together, uh, which was the week before the NFL season started, we are now five weeks. Uh, week six starts tonight as, as Dan's Giants will be hoping to at least cover the 28 points they're giving the Patriots. <laughs> what have we been up to since we last got together? Uh, let's start with Dan. Um, collecting wise, been in a lot of breaks. It's some it's some nice stuff. We uh, I know we were all part of no, sorry, excuse me. Me and you, Brian, were part of the uh, the Stegger loser that kicks off. Um, big, <laughs> big massive break we did in the UK. Um, it's some, some some nice stuff. It's some lovely stuff. It's some stuff that. I don't like, but and I don't know what to do with. But probably the best card I get. Um, and been to uh, been to one of the London games, which we'll uh, we'll discuss we'll discuss further shortly. What was the card that that you hit that you don't like, mate? Because it's, it's an interesting discussion, I think. Yeah, so I've I hit um, one of the uh, one troy ounce of mm. silver cards um, with with like. Another random idea to put a piece of silver in a card. I don't really get it. It's a uh, it's a Bill Parcells card, number to fifteen. Um, it's another one of them cards that, from my point of view, I'm never going to go out and buy because I don't particularly like them. But I collect giants, so the only way I'm ever going to own one is the way I've come about one of it, one in a break. And thank you very much. So what do I do with it now? I don't particularly like it, but it's a giant card, and I'll never have another one. Um, so I'm kind of kind of stuck <laughs> stuck on what to do with it what do you think of those um silver and gold cards from impeccable right yeah I, I we we've had a few chats i think and we i think we've had uh offline and we've had them online and i think if you've been on the show i'm i'm not a massive fan of of i'm not a massive fan of gem cards i'm not a massive fan of putting gold or silver or quartz in a card it's not it does just doesn't do anything for me and the value of a card is um is if there's you know who who's whose card is it is there an auto with it uh, is the patch is it game worn and uh, that gives for me more value to a card not necessarily a bit of you know might be a nice bit of metal or a pricey bit of metal but a bit of metal or a gem in it so I, i'm i'm very much like dan i could take it or leave it personally yeah i kind of agree with you but I really would like one of those Russell Wilson ones in, in my collection. And, <laughs> and they, they go for a lot because there are, as we know, there's five or six high-end Seahawks collectors who, who blow people out of the water for, for the big money cards and stuff. So, But Impeccable comes the, out tomorrow. Here's the surprising thing with them. So I, yeah, I, did, a bit of, I did a bit of looking up and they probably sell um, for an average, I'd say, let's call it 100 bucks. Um, particularly the ones that um, like the one I hit so some of them have got team logos on the piece of silver some of them have got Hall of Fame logos on the silver um, 
the ones that have just got the NFL shield tend to go a bit cheaper. So I'll add, add a quick look. And for the amount of silver that's in there, there's $17 worth of silver. So I essentially have a base card of Bill Parcells that's numbered to 15 with $17 worth of silver in it that's apparently worth $100. It is is kind of baffling, to be fair. I actually, I, when I looked at the values, I thought, oh, wow, the silver must be worth quite a bit. <laughs> that must be what's what's floating the value. But yeah, the, the silver's relatively worth not a lot. So it confused well, me a little. Spirit doesn't take much as confusion. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Ryan, what have you been up to since we last got together uh, five weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get into breaks and I keep missing them. Uh, I missed two today um, just by quite literally going to the post office. Um, and that seems to be, so I've been on this run of yeah, wanting to get into something, but just, just, just keep missing out. Um, I think it's a great thing, though. It means that the group's really active. Um, you know, we're selling out breaks in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Uh, that's that's a fabulous thing, as, as much as bitter that I might be. And obviously bitter about the Stego loser until I saw what Titans came out with and I was delighted, actually. Um, but uh, so I've got a few bits and pieces, more PC stuff. Um, I had some redemptions come through, some Corey Davis stuff. That was nice. I picked up some more Heisman Flawless Autos and I've got my eye on a couple tonight. So I've got to keep, keep my eye on those. Um, and also some uh, Collegiate Exquisite uh, RPAs. I, got, I picked up a couple of those, nice and cheap, and that was great. Um, and a massive thank you to uh, my main man Dan, who um, donated all his cards in a in a break where he had the Titans. So a nice uh, uh, Spectra um, AJ Brown, who um, really does look the biz. So um, so very thank you very much for that, Dan. No problem, mate. No problem. Lovely stuff. Yeah, since we last got in there, I was in the Stegaloosa like Dan was. Uh, Managed to do a little bit of trading because Dan originally had the Seahawks and we managed to like about three or four way trade. So we, we all got our teams and stuff. Didn't hit anything really, really special. I hit a, a decent DK Metcalf, uh, Black Auto out of that. And there was a nice Brian Bosworth came out of Exquisite. That was it's a nice, nice card as well. And a few other little bits and pieces. Uh, break wise, I haven't really been buying into, into random ones. I, I probably concentrate more on the, on the pick your team ones because I just collect Seahawks. Because I've got, I sorted through my cards a couple of weeks ago. I've got, uh, I've got about 12 four-row boxes full of cards here. And I, <laughs> I can't really justify adding more stuff that I'm just not going to get rid of to, to that kind of pile. So it is pick-a-team stuff. I invested quite heavily in Spectra, and I came out not smelling of roses because I hit absolutely bugger all. Uh, I finally hit a couple in, in a break with Ben down at Midwest. Um, but the amount I... I paid in to, to find those cars. I could have just got on the secondary market, but that, that's a chance we take. Uh, impeccable releases uh, tomorrow, as it is now, whatever time you guys listen to this show, but it's, it's in about 12 hours' time. First off the line came out Wednesday, I think it was. I said to myself, no, no, I'm just going to sit back. and I'm not going not gonna to invest in that sort of stuff, and I'll try and pick up one or two cards. But then, then today, when I was, I was sitting down having a cup of coffee, I just put Seahawks Impeccable in, into the eBay search and out of the first off the line, these really nice canvas-looking cards with DK Metcalf's autograph on there. So I've now invested in five case breaks of Impeccable <laughs> <laughs> at 50 quid a time. <laughs> so if there's a God in this world, then I will hit something decent because uh, 
Yeah, I spent the last couple of days. My my memorabilia has been removed from the bedside table at the uh, not the demands at the agreement of the uh, the very special young lady who's uh, with me now for the last few months. But uh, yeah, that's all been moved, and I've currently looking at a bottle of perfume and some cocoa butter cream. I think it is. Instead of sitting here looking at Richard Sherman signed autograph football, but hey, welcome, welcome, well, welcome to our world, mate. Welcome to our world. <laughs> It was a good run. It was a good, good, good memories. Yeah. Good while it lasted. Yeah, good while it lasted, and it's well. And she's actually coming to chat with me in in three weeks' time, so that'll be a big, big test when when I'm in DJs for two and a half hours. But I'm sure we'll more than make up for it by the fact I'll be in Nordstrom Rack in the shoe department for about seven hours following that. But anyway, give and take, as they say. Right. Enough of uh, talking about domestic relations and stuff like that. Let's go on to the hobby news section. Ryan, what can you start off with, mate? Yeah, it's been a bit of news. It's been around for quite a while, um, uh, which is around um, the end of September. The California governor, uh, uh, Gavin Newsom, signed the Fair Pay to Play Act, which uh, in effect allows collegiate athletes to collect money from endorsements. So they're that, you know they can um, sign endorsement deals with Nike or Reebok or sign merchandise or memorabilia, um, and they can do that without losing their NCAA eligibility or scholarships. It's been heavily, heavily thought of, fought off by the NCAA for a long, long time. In fact, so much so they came kicking and screaming to um, convene a special working group, which actually is supposed to be reporting. Um, in the next couple of weeks on a way forward. Um, other states are obviously looking at it, but also there is a national bill at the moment in Congress uh, looking at the similar issue. Um, the Californian one doesn't come in until January 2023. My perspective on this is, uh, I've always had the perspective on this in person, um, that um, the issue around endorsements and things, it, it, it was originally brought up in California as a civil rights issue. And so you're going to have to stick with me on this one. Um, but you've got to put it into context, $3.5 billion is what college football um, revenue is. That's how much the game gets. And the players, in effect, they get their scholarships. Yes, they can attend a, a great university and whatever, get a degree at the end of it. But when you consider only 1.6% of collegiate graduates end up in the NFL or signing even one simple NFL contract, could be even be for $10,000 or, or, or nothing... Um, a lot of those guys go back into local communities and go on and be, you know, have normal jobs but, or not have jobs at all. And the simple fact is that while they're at college, they're working their ass off um, to be the best that they can, um, to represent their university. You only ever hear about the bad ones, but the reality is it's 99% of, of, of collegiate athletes are there, they're working really hard. And the reality is, is that through their endeavours, the NCAA is continuously making billions and billions and billions of dollars and they're not seeing any part of that. Um, from a civil rights point of view, which is the reason why actually um, the bill was introduced, is you have to remember that 57% of Division One college players are from African-American communities. And when you can compare that with actually the, the general populace in, un, in Division One universities, only 2.7% of undergrads are African-Americans. It's an opportunity for African Americans to get in, get a college degree, but the reality is, is that in most or in a high percentage of cases, then they're not coming from affluent areas, and I think that they should be allowed to make some money um, 
from what they do and the dedication they have in the collegiate sports, and it doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, hockey, lacrosse, whatever it is, I think that those athletes should be allowed to make some money. Now, my personal view, and I've said to you boys, is uh, what I'd like is that they can make the money, but it goes into some sort of endowment scheme, and that they keep, they basically they get it when they once they've graduated. So to get that money, you have to graduate because then that keeps the academic bit in there, and also means that you don't have um, college players right, you know, driving around in Lamborghinis. Um, but it, it's a developing thing. We'll wait to see what the NCAA come out with the end of this month. Um, but I feel that the law and the country is way ahead of them on this issue, and if they don't jump on it and start actually. Um, making good decisions about the players and not just about their own pockets, then then this is gonna, the law is going to enforce them. I I would I don't really have anything to add because I think you've you've covered it all beautifully, and I would say that I'm singing from the same hymn sheet as you. Um, in terms of, I don't see why people shouldn't be paid for their um their image rights and and whatever else. I mean looking back to last season how much um, Zion Williamson for instance um, how much could he have been paid in sort of a shoe deal or or, or something along them, them lines and it's it's a fine line in that he blew one of his shoes up last year um, which obviously could have caused an injury it didn't it could have caused an injury that was that was career ending and then what he's, he's gone to he's gone to college has done he's done that thing and literally come out of it with absolutely nothing and then goes and like you say goes and gets a job in the real world flipping burgers potentially or or, or doing doing whatever you know um and i think it's a way of that sort of that player looking after themselves at the end of the day they're 18 year olds they're old enough to go out and work and have a living and and whatever else um they should they've got, they should have every right to to get to get paid for the for for what they do and like I don't agree with paying to play them for being paid to play because they're not professionals but um the fact that they could sell their image rights and people are interested in them especially players like that who <laughs> who were just astronomical interest um in the game then I think they they should have every right to go and to go and earn something for them definitely from a hobby perspective obviously the pros get paid to sign their cards how do you think this would change the collegiate products that come out with signatures on? Because at the moment you've got like flawless collegiate and stuff like that, but obviously that's only uh, comes out after the guys are graduated and they're all in the pros, even though they're in their college uniforms. Could we have a state where you get guys like you could have Trevor Lawrence cards this year if this was in in effect? He'd be appearing in. A collegiate product with his signatures in there and getting paid for it well i think what you have to let, let's say that we're in 2023 and the ncaa has done nothing which is normally what it does and the law is enforced um by that point it's likely other states would have joined joined in or we could have a national bill anyway the ncwa are going to go and sign an exclusive rights deal that that would be the smart move um they're going to go sign an exclusive rights deal with 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 a Panini, um, or with another company, if they've got the bunts to go and muscle in on the action, and then what you are going to have, personally, apart from the market of different producers, you will have some way got to where we are with baseball. 
It's not not all the way, but some way there where you can prospect as a collector on players. The minute they come out of high school, they drop into collegiate sport, you'll be able to start buying their autographs, their cards, and you'll be able to prospect them all the way through their collegiate career into NFL. I personally find that really exciting. It's the one thing that I think would just blow this hobby up. Um, unfortunately, I think it would make things a lot more expensive on the NFL product side. I think that there would be a repercussion to that. And you see that in baseball. I and mean, Dan will probably talk about that. But I think that the product at, that, at the NFL end would end up being more expensive. But it would really, really, really blow the, blow the hobby up in terms of being able to prospect from that earlier part of the career. Um, but it'd be interesting. I think it'd be really, really interesting. Okay. Looking at it from what you've just said, equating it to baseball, um, I think it would massively shake up the hobby in terms of what you've what you've just said with regards to baseball. Um, players, as soon as they come into the league, so they come into the league at 18, um, can sign cards and, and whatever else. And you, you get sort of a, what is considered a player's first auto. Um, Bowman Chrome in baseball is the, is the one to chase. So you want the you want the players first. Bowman Chrome auto is 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 the one you're after, sort of thing. Um, but what you find is the trickling down effect is in the way to change the hobby is that baseball cards don't have anywhere near the sort of amount of hits that what we've got in the NFL. So they've already got the hits because by the time they become by the time you get a rookie card in like NFL gear by the time they become an NFL player well there's already three years worth of the players cards anyway um, so therefore you, you sort of a knock on effect of a lot of the hits have been to potentially can get taken out of um, products NFL products because they're being forced into the forced into the college products because that's when people were looking for them and that's where people can sort of invest and make the most potentially make the most money um, prospecting those cards um, I don't see that as a bad thing. I'd quite, I'd, I'd find it quite interesting. The same as you, Ryan. I'd love to be able to buy <laughs> a, a player's um, first college card and watch him and see what he does in college and see how he goes on before he before he comes to the pros. I think that adds a completely other element to it. And I think if what um, Brian was saying about when cards come out, I think he'd end up with sort of two distinct sort of releases, if you know what I mean. You'd, you'd have the college products running sort of along the line the college season so when it gets to bowl season is when you probably find flawless collegiate come out or, or whatever and you'd, you'd have an NFL product release um, running alongside the NFL season kind of thing so it would it would change things but for me it would change things for the better definitely You say about Bowman Chrome about that being the car that people want but people's first Bowman it's still once they've been drafted by their team so it's in their, their team uniform and if you get someone who's first Bowman, say they're drafted by my disgracefully abysmal Seattle Mariners, if they suddenly, two, three years time, they get traded to the Yankees, the value of the card is still less because it's it not in their current team's uniform. It is, it is less, but if you equate it to sort of massive players, and I'm talking along the lines of, I don't know if you guys will have heard of them, but there's, there's a player on the Rays called Wanda Franco, um, he's currently in the Rays um, sort of development program. He's at AAA level already, so he's at the top of the development program. He's only 19. Um, wherever he goes, he's going to be 
I mean, I was fortunate enough that the game I went to, he, he played in. It was like watching, I don't know, name a name a big pro. It was like watching Aaron Judge play against these kids. It was just ridiculous. It wasn't fair. He was like a human cheat code. Wherever he goes and whatever he does, that is still gonna. It's still gonna hold a massive value, even if he's moved teams, because you've still got his. Might be on a different team's badge or whatever, but it's still gonna be his first his first auto and he's going to be such a superstar that it doesn't really matter where he goes or what he does um you know it's going to carry over mm. it wouldn't affect wouldn't affect the nfl anyway because it's still it'd just be a college logo once it's out yeah cool right second uh, item on, a, on our news sheet today dan how was your day out in north london last weekend absolutely fantastic aside from north london itself which is the uh it's going to be an interesting. Interesting. <laughs> around Tottenham's ground. Yeah, let's go with that. And, uh, and that's that, that, that's being polite. Uh, <laughs> and you're from Stoke. Um, exactly. I know. Yeah, I know. Well, when listen, when you go when you walk through a housing estate, we parked a car in a hostel and walk through a housing estate to get to the ground. Um, you walk through a housing estate, cross the bridge, and there was a memorial for somebody who'd been stabbed. Yeah. Presumably quite recently because there was photos up and flowers and everything else, which I thought that was pleasant. Um, and then walked past a block of flats and the name of the block of flats was Isis House. Now, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure a council somewhere along the lines had a look at that and thought either either the housing in there, so they know where they all are, or they've had a look at that and thought, we should probably change that, really. Really. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, so there's a little review on North London. <laughs> Um, but the game itself and the ground is absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. I can't compare that stadium to anything in England. It's it's literally a model taken straight from America and, and brought over here. It's stuff that we would just never, you, you're never going to see. Um, I went to Arsenal's new ground watching Stoke and thought that was that was quite nice, but Tottenham's is... Just something else. Um, it's got its own brewery. All the food is cooked in front of you. So, I mean, they were cooking pizzas fresh. <laughs> I mean, you see them pulling them out of the oven when you order one kind of thing. Um, obviously, the beer in your seats, it's set up for the NFL absolutely superbly. There's there's a bar every exit. <laughs> as, soon as, you walk, as soon as you get down the steps, you walk onto the concourse. There's a bar you can get some beers from. Um the view superb. I think personally, I think it's been built as almost an NFL stadium that can have football in it, if you like. Um, it was a really, really, really good day. And anybody, who, anybody who is going to watch a game comparable to Wembley, it's it's a million times better than Wembley. So go and give go and give Spurs a go, definitely. Any negatives to the stadium other than the uh, the surrounding area? Um, <laughs> Not really. The key for the, the key for the shop was um, a bit big, but other than that, I mean, I wasn't interested in going anyway because I've got all the stuff that I need. <laughs> who go, yeah, but who <laughs> goes to the be... bloody shop on game day? Well, Honestly, I, I never I, understood yeah. that. Never yeah, understood that. And actually, well, they they'd done it quite well in that they literally flipped it right on its head, and it was completely an NFL shop. So it was it was the Spurs club shop, um, but they just ripped everything Spurs out, and it was an NFL shop, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It was, it was something else that they've thought about and they've just, they did, they did really well. 
Um, but other than that, so, yeah, no, I had no, I've got no complaints about that stadium at all. So was it just the one like club shop? There was none of the little pop-up bits. The same like you get at Wembley, you get two or three. You used to get two or three massive marquees with uh, merchandise in. And around yeah. the concourses, you'd find a load of other smaller ones where you could buy overpriced tat. So because of the because of the way it's set up, there's nothing really outside the stadium um, because it's on the main road. Um, so there's kind of like no pop-up shops or tents or um, sort of tailgate area or anything else. Everything's sort of inside the stadium. Um, but on the one side, which was the side we were sitting, it's got um, the UK's biggest bar in a stadium i believe it is which was the one that was attached to the brewery which was (laughs) which was great um and on the opposite side if you walk right right away around the stadium they had got a massive shop inside as well that you could uh, you could go and have a nose around um i walked past it was as far as i went but (laughs) um more interested in the bar at the other end but yeah they they had got they had got stuff inside the stadium and they'd got sort of the the tailgate area was like directly outside the stadium. So after you'd gone through, you got to go through security and show your ticket and whatever else. But before you went into the stadium, there was sort of food vans and a band playing and a bit of a, a bit of a tailgate outside. Oh, fair enough. As someone who, who works in North London, spends quite a lot of time there, um, socialised a fair bit in North London as well. And I've done for the last 10, 12 years we work and stuff. I, I'd like to defend it uh, from what Dan said, but unfortunately I can't. It's, it is an absolute dump, and <laughs> personally, personally <laughs> I've napalm the whole bloody area. But anyway, <laughs> horrible place. But it pays for my trips to Seattle and and for uh, cocoa butter cream. Now, by looks sweet in my life. But anyway, right. Third thing on the item, um, we're all aware. Well, sure, ninety nine point nine percent of us are of the the card trimming scandal that that came into the hobby was five, six months ago. We've not really discussed it on this program because it's not something that's really come to, come to us and uh, affected us anyway. But all three of us are in a group of 10 guys uh, called the Big Breakers Club. We, over the year, get involved in lots of big breaks and we'll put about, well, a small amount of money in each month just in case our, our, the wives and girlfriends are listening. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the year, once we've been involved in about 20 or 30 breaks, any cards that we've won from these breaks, we, we, we draft them. And there's a there's a snake draft and just like random to see who drafts first. Uh, I came last this year, which was not surprising, but there you go. Uh, but the first pick in this year's draft was a Joe Montana graded rookie card. Uh, we pulled that in an ultimate box breaks. So I think it came out of their ultimate eight. Uh, I think that was probably... Collection, yeah, I think they did when we we had the uh, 49ers. Uh, the plan was it was sent to my GC account uh, probably about four or five months ago. Plan was to get it cracked and regraded because we, we got a decent grade on it. Then we were looking at a 300 $350 card quite easily. Unfortunately, when uh, Tim from GC went to crack the case for us a couple of weeks ago, it became very apparent that that card had actually been trimmed. So, what, we, <laughs> what was actually drafted was uh basically a $10 coaster. So, gents, what do we think about uh, the card trimming scandal and especially how it affects us now? Well, um, it's not great, is it? (laughs) Um, I mean, we were well aware of 
the company that this was um, this was card was graded by, um, and I would say it wasn't one of the uh, one of the more reputable ones, which is the reason that we were um, we were cracking it and looking to get it regraded by one of the um, one of the big boys within the hobby, really. Um, so we were well aware of potentially what could what could, what could have been of of the card, if you know what I mean. But obviously. For a card like that that has been trimmed to go through any grading company and still get nine fives, ten, you know, I think its overall grade was a ten, wasn't it? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I mean, for it to for it to go through and 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 get that really is uh, is pretty disgraceful. Particularly the the fact that the sort of it being trimmed, I would imagine, is the first fall down. I'm guessing. So if I mean. I don't really know the process of grading cards, but I, I would imagine that measuring it might be the might be the first thing you do. And if it falls down there, then you don't need to look at the corners or the edges or the the centering or anything else, if you know what I mean. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's not it's 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 not good when cards like that are getting getting perfect grades, not at all. Sherlock Slaughter had a very good look at the uh, in-depth look at the the card and stuff. So, Ryan, what did you think, mate? Yeah, I did, and I mean, I mean, I'll be absolutely honest, and and our big breakers boys know um, I know this anyway that I, I was a little bit skeptical of the card because of the grader um, when we pulled it, um, because they they uh, they they have been known to uh, do a lot of dodgy things and they're not in business anymore because of that. Um, I think what was probably a little bit upsetting for us was that we pulled it in a break um, with, with, you know, and it's not the breaker's fault necessarily, um, but we did pull it in a break and it was, it could have been potentially a really nice hit. Um, I think that the reality is, is that a lot of the older cards, um, particularly Joe Montana, which is the one in question, um, there, you know, there aren't those boxes around anymore. Um, if they are, DNA look like they've got everything going at the moment. I'm just hoovering everything up from everywhere. Um, loads of junk wax. Um, but, and so, and we know that John Montana, you can probably get a rookie card anywhere, I don't know, $40, $30, all the way up to two and a half grand if it's like a pop one or two, I think is is somewhere up there. So, um, obviously the benefits are there to people people doing it um you're not going to get rid of it in the hobby um you just have to trust that the the big boys know what they're doing when they're grading your gear and we've had discussions before and people have preferences over one company or the other um but uh, but it, it's quite sad really um you know um that we've we've sort of been succumbed to 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 unfortunately a card like that um like i said i don't blame the breaker at all um it's just a big shame because it was could have been a big pull for us but this is the way it goes exactly so the moral of the story is uh if it's too good to be true then mm-hmm. it probably is. yeah it probably so, is exactly yeah, don't worry. right let's move on now we've got some uh some uh reviews and some previews to uh get through quite quickly tonight uh five products have released since we last got together uh, we'll have a quick discussion about them, and we're going to give them some marks out of, of 10 now in a, in a new section we came up with today. So, right. First one, uh, Flawless Collegiate came out a few weeks back, currently priced at $1,250 uh, with Blowout. Gentlemen, what do we think about this one? Let's start with Ryan as our college expert. Yeah, look, 
uh, I collect um, Heisman Trophy um, signatures, so um, it's a bit of one of my bread and butter products. Um, I think that there's some bits and pieces in there this season that, that are nice. There's some new, particularly new legends that have put themselves to autographs. It's, it's pretty much a very similar product every single year, and I've said it before, so you guys that are regular listeners to the show will know that I'm not a big fan of having the um, school cases. I really don't like them at all. Um, I think they're Personally, because A, they're a bugger if you're in a break, because, I mean, we've seen Ohio State, and it's, forget that, if you've got the Dallas Cowboys, you're happy, in happy days. Um, I think we had an Andrew Luck Stanford one I saw. I think we were, we were in a break, um, and Colts had about four of the cards out of it, all the decent cards. So, for a breaking point of view, I don't like the, the school cards, and I don't like them because I don't like a lot of schools, so, um, for purely from that point of view. Um, but, you know, it's clean. It's right up there. We, I don't have an exquisite collegiate product anymore. So it, it's the hot, it's the, the the best collegiate product I can get. So um, so I'm looking at some stuff tonight and um, getting a few bits and pieces. Value wise, though, I think it's really bad. Um, I still can't justify the value on it. Um, um, so I, I score it not great on value. What do you think about this one, Dan? Yeah, um, again, following Ryan, pretty much echo everything he says. Um, the, the school cases are an absolute nightmare, particularly in breaks. Um, the gem cards, I st- still don't get it. Obviously, we've had the conversation about the, the piece of silver card tonight. I don't get the gem cards. Um, they don't do anything for me at all. Um, but it still is probably the cleanest product, um, both on, I mean, we're talking about the collegiate here, but, but both on the NFL side and the the collegiate side it's it's probably the most clean most beautiful looking um cards th- that we that we collect and we can we can put our hands on i mean the the, the fact that the plain white um and the the additions they do to it the gold lettering and and what have you the different colors for the different parallels and stuff um it, it is a it is a beautiful thing i think it would benefit from just get rid of them gem cards and stick another couple of autos in for me <laughs> just change them to encased autos and you've just you've literally just made the product <laughs> so much better because it's just two cards that are just a waste that are in every case and when you're paying that much for a case then you, you don't uh, you shouldn't be having any wasted cards in there so. exactly i don't think i can uh, add anything to what uh, the other two guys have uh, have already said there so right let's get some marks down for this year's forest collegiate value for money please ryan and give it six six from ryan and dan yeah six six from me six as well and overall you can have half points as well guys so because i've got a few of my ratings <laughs> overall gentlemen let's go back to ryan uh, 8.5 and Dan? I'm going to give it a nine overall. If they remove the gem cards, it could go up. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Right, let's move on to XR now. Uh, I'll start with this one. Rank, get rid of it. Not great at all. It's pretty poor. But anyway, right, that's my opinion. Dan, what do you think, mate? <laughs> uh, I've, um, it's one of them products that we've, I think we've, I don't know how many times we've said it, but we've all said that we'd be quite happy to get rid of it because it's pointless because it's exactly the same as so many other products um, 
that, that, have, that have come out. It's done some things this year. I don't mind the the, the shadow box autos are, uh, are quite nice, but it's just another product on the Panini bandwagon, isn't it? Very uh, very meh. Still there. Oh, I will say one thing though. The only good thing about XR this year is uh, for the first time ever, there's Cam Chancellor autographs in there. And they're going for silly money already. But anyway, so that's the only thing I will be trying to find at some point in the near future. So, Ryan, XR, mate. I'm not even wasting time with it. I don't like the product. Simple as that. I, 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 like I said, I think it's another copycat product. Takes something for everything else. I think the, what is it? The, they've got the bloody thing from Elements in it. It's got the Illumination Autos or whatever it is. No, thank you. Move on. Right, let's get our marks down. Dan, what are you giving it for value for money? Because it is retailing at currently $110 a box. For, uh, for value for money, for what you get out of it, the hits you get out of it, and what have you, I'd give it an eight. Eight. Okay. Ryan, what are you giving it, mate? Yeah, like I said, value-wise, it's a seven for me. It's a seven. And overall ratings, let's go, Dan. <laughs> Five. Right. Ryan, what are you giving it? Three. <laughs> Three. <clears throat> right then. Next one is Illusions, currently retaining at $150 a box. What do we think of this one? Uh, let's start with Ryan. Yeah, I, I still can't get on the Illusions bandwagon, I'm afraid. Um, it's a nice enough product we talked about before, where the first one came out, the box toppers should be hits. Now the box toppers are hits, and you can also buy the box toppers, a case of box toppers. Um, I suppose they're trying to do funky things with it, um, but I kind of see the same old product this year. I, I'm not quite sure what other real changes they've done. Um, we've cracked a few that I've seen and, and it doesn't doesn't look anything newer to me um, so it's it's an okay product and that's all I've got on Illusions Dan what do you think mate? I, I'm quite a fan of, uh, of Illusions in general I'm quite a fan of uh, what they've done with it this year so um, they've changed up the base cards the base cards always confuse me in Illusions because they had the um, they had the old player <laughs> on the on the sort of background and, and the current player in the foreground so they've, they've changed that now that it's it's just the current player um, which I much prefer because you can figure out who, whose card it is you're actually looking at um, the acetate cards I am a fan of um, always been a fan of that it's a nice sort of novelty and they've upped them this year so you're getting one in every pack that you open um, and I like them personally so uh, so that works for me and as we said the box toppers are hits now so there's no downside there at all yeah the box toppers are quite nice but when you're you're putting a a very no name player and it's it's an encased auto yeah but if it's out of like 149 or 249 and stuff it doesn't really justify what it is I think that the box toppers should be something really special they should be maybe number 25 or less not a fan of the actual of the stock they use like the clear stock doesn't appeal to me at all uh, so yeah get scale marks in then guys let's go with Dan this time value for money seven and Ryan six six okay what do we think overall Dan seven and a half seven and a half and Ryan six and six again Right, let's move on to Spectra, currently retailing at $365. What do you think of Spectra this year? Let's go with Dan. Spectra, Spectra. 
<laughs> it's, it's quite similar to uh, similar to the, some of the other products we've talked about. Um, and with flawless, it doesn't need to change. It it's it kind of does what it does. It's garish. It's in your face, um, and, and I think it does that. It, it does that well. Um, all the neon colours and and what have you. I looked at the uh, I looked at the checklist because I've picked up um, one of the base cards, one of ones. Um, so I looked at the checklist to putting together the rainbow and the, the amount of different colors of the base cards and the die cuts and <laughs> everything else everything else that's in there is uh, is massive um but i quite i quite like that fact so um it, it works for me and you know the hits are good i haven't seen a couple of years was it was it a year ago or two years ago when they were putting sort of neon green autographs on a neon green card you couldn't even yeah yeah um they've kind of gone away from that so they've learned the lesson <laughs> which is which is obviously a good thing um because that wasn't right at all but yeah i'm a, i'm a fan of spectra okay ryan what do you think of it mate yeah i've always been a, a, a fan of spectra i think the 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 issue for me from the negative point of view is it's sort of been the price because it doesn't hold up and we you know we've discussed this quite a lot um before i know but for everybody out there the thing with spectra it's a bubble so when spectra comes out it's this really nice flashy thing you get the rpas and weird colors and you know luminous autos and all this kind of stuff going on swirly shit um it comes out at a very high price people try and flog it on the secondary market at high price but then we get prism right and then suddenly the bubble bursts and then we get contenders and the bubble bursts even more and when you get to the end of the season it just becomes one of the nicer products in the season rather than you know spectra being uh uh put on this mantelpiece and it always is every year for a couple of weeks it's always put in this mantelpiece oh spectra spectra is the best thing in the world um and so so for me always the price is always a issue and i think the price is there because of the market they know that that bubble is created but what I've got to say about Spectre is, is that there are a few, there are some new stuff this year. They've got the psychedelic um, number to five bases. I think they're wicked. I want some. How do I get them? Um, I think they're well. You know, if you're going to go completely out there, nutty, you know, uh, uh, you may as well do it properly. And, and and that card really, really does it for me. Um, and I think that they are limited to five. Um, it does look a bit pricey on the secondary market. Um, not going to lie. Um, looking at uh, a few now to see. I think there's a DK I saw that's coming up um, tonight. So uh, that's probably where's it gone? I hope it hasn't sold. But there was a DK up I saw earlier that was hovering around the twenty-five dollar mark, and I think that'll shoot probably threefold by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, so I do really, really like those. They got some nicer inserts. We loved the Super Bowl signatures last year, and they're back, and we still love them. They're they're, they're great. Um, I just wish that um, um, I supported a team that maybe got to more Super Bowls than one. Um, but um, but 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 I think Spectra in the in the cold hard light of the day, there are a couple of things in Spectra I'd absolutely love, and I think that's what makes it a really good product. There are some things that are okay, but. I'd really, really love, you know, a couple of those psychedelics. Um, you'd, you'd really like to do a rainbow of one of the bases, a, a base rainbow, for example. And, I'd, you know, you'd, I'd really like some of those Super Bowl champion cards. But um, And that's why it's a, that's why I really like the product. Um, but it's th- this bubble about the expense of it, 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 does, it does irk me slightly. 
Yeah, I've got a couple of last year's Super Bowl champion ones. I've got uh, some Russell Wilson ones out of 25 and out of 10 as well. They are two of my favourite cards in my entire collection. So, big chase this year is the the Tom Brady inscription cards or inspector, mm. which everyone was going completely nutty for. And secondary market, they were going in for. Is there, is there 20 cards or 25 cards, all numbered five or less, different versions of different colours and stuff? Yes. Where, where he's got inscriptions on there and his... His penmanship's not up to much, but you can't have everything, can you? Can't be the can't be the greatest quarterback of all time, have a supermodel wife and whatever, and it'd be great at penmanship as well. So, um, but I think they're going for, for over a grand a piece, which is not unsurprising. Like I said, the Super Bowl centuries are great. The base cards, even the base cards are really nice. Love the, the nebulas and stuff like that. So, yeah, big fan. But the price point again, uh, three sixty-five now, and that's just come down from four hundred dollars. It was yeah, a couple of weeks I mean. ago. I think that's because th- there's new sets coming out, but e- every new every new product that comes out mm-hmm. now, it seems the price seems to have gone up substantially. So, but mm. anyway, right, let's get some marks down before we move on to the next product. Uh, Ryan, what are you giving it for value for money? Um, it's difficult because um, I do have an issue with how much it is, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a six. Six, and Dan, what are you giving it, mate? I'm only at six for value for money as well. Six as well. Okay, and the overall, please, gentlemen, let's go with Dan first of all. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, Ryan? Spot on, Dan. Eight and a half for me. Eight and a half, right. One more product to quickly review, and that's Panini Black. That's currently retailing at 155 of your US dollars. Uh, which in a couple of weeks' time is probably about 175 English pounds. But anyway, right, what do we think of this one? Uh, let's start with Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I was a little bit nervous when I first saw the prints come out, the pre-designs come out, because I thought it's just not going to hit those heady days of the kind of thing that I know that Dan loves, you know, uh, with black gold or anything, or all the way back to actually black, uh, which was a great product. Um, but do you know what? <clears throat> when it, we actually have broken the product it comes out really nice it, it, it I, I have to say i didn't think i'd like it but I, it really is it's really great product um so i do celebrate that and i think some of the rookie stuff in there's nice um it, it's just that it's it's kind of black the original black but without the bells and whistles um i think if you put the invest the time in it obviously it makes a more expensive product it could you could develop it into a really 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 nice product like it's really nice product um, I can't believe it's that price right now. Um, it was a hundred dollars when it came out, and that's going to massively skew what I personally think of the product because we're talking about double the amount when it when you could have bought it retail online as it was released by Panini. Um, Except it was it was uh, online only product, wasn't it? Yeah, it was online only product. It was a hundred dollars. Um, so you know, my my only belief here is that mass distributors have bought a shitload of them and are trying to rob the crap out of us all um because reality is i'm a hundred dollars i really like the price as well i think it sit well with it if you actually looked at the product there's no way in hell i'd go anywhere near it at that money and you know i'd say to steve don't bother save your money for breaks because don't pay no way pay that money i think i think distributors are just trying to rob people here um let's get away from the negative I actually really, really surprised. I think it's a really good product. Dan, what did you think of it, mate? 
Uh, I was similar to Ryan in a way. I was uh, I was quite excited to see it back because I am a I am a fan of uh, the original black, a fan of the black gold. Um, I just think it looks it looks great. The the dark um, background with the white or the, or the gold or the silver. Or, um, I think it just ends up being a, a beautiful looking thing in your hand. Um, was concerned that they wouldn't wouldn't do it well, and but I've hit a couple and I've seen a few boxes opened. Um, like Ryan said, we've had a few breaks of them, two box breaks and what have you in the UK, um, and it's it's a it is a lovely product. And I, but I can only agree with what Ryan said. It's a lovely product at a hundred dollars. Um, there isn't enough there that justifies it being what did you say it was now? One hundred eighty dollars. One fifty five now. One fifty five. There isn't enough there that to justify it being being that high obviously you're only getting your sort of five or six cards in the box and um what have you it's, you can't justify it being at that price point at the hundred dollars i think it was fine but yeah it, it can't be justified where it is at the moment no i'd echo what you guys have said i, I hit a dk in the the stegaloosa thing and the cards are really nice even though it's, it's all sticker autos the fact that they've actually taken some time and unlike gold standard or well, they've got gold ink on gold cards, which you can't even see, which is completely stupid. They've got these lovely black quality cards with white silver ink on them, and they look really, really smart with decent patches as well. So, but yeah, uh, now not not worth what it is now, but hundred dollars, you could say, yeah, that's it's not actually too bad. But but now it's gone up by fifty or percent, then probably not. So, right, let's go. Mark's down for final one before we declare the winners and losers. Uh, Dan, what are you giving it for value for money? I'll base it on its current value, um, and I'll go with five. So five. What are you going for, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I think it will drop back to its original price pretty quickly. Um, if I was basing it on the retail, because I've got nothing, you know, this is not against Panini, because they that's the price they put at $100. I thought it was a cracking price and i would have given it a nine but i agree with dan that where it is currently um it, it's it's really not is it it's, uh, so i've given it four i'll give it four um on that but i think the price will come back down and overall please dan let's get your mark overall i'm going 7.5 7.5 what are you going for ryan eight and eight as well right that brings us to the end of our product review section talk amongst yourselves while i try and add these figures up (laughs) (laughs) but we can talk about some of the product that's coming up exactly we've already worked it out now but anyway let's uh let's do our little things that are coming up before i uh reveal the results of how we've actually marked these uh in the next um probably five or six weeks time we've got at least six products releasing. Uh, in order, we have Impeccable releasing October the 11th. That's uh, available pre-sale at $529. October the 16th is Phoenix, pre-release price, $120. October the 23rd, Prism, pre-release price, $195. Immaculate is released on November the 1st, and that's available now for $400 pre-sale. Uh, Ryan's favourite, Obsidian, is released on November the 13th, and he can get his boxes for $165, which I'm sure he'll be doing at some point this week. 
And on November the 20th, we've got Playbook coming out, and that's pre-sale price is $150. Out of those, which one would you be interested in buying if I just gave you the money, gentlemen? Ryan, which one? Oh, impeccable. Let's not mess around. Okay. Dan, what about you, mate? Yeah, if you were just giving me the money, impeccable. Um, the price is probably surprised me, though. Has Obsidian come down? from what it was last year or am I, am I making that up yeah I think I thought Obsidian was a little bit more expensive that, I actually think that if that is going to be the retail for Obsidian then that possibly boosts that as a product and Playbook seems reasonably well priced as well so if it was my own money it would be between Obsidian and Playbook I think. yeah I think it's a bit Prism's pre-release price is 195 and last year the pre-release price was was 145 so i think it's getting a bit silly i'm dreading to think what contenders are going to be when it comes out mm. as but i won't bother dan because he's a contenders hater so <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but yeah so that's what's coming up and uh hopefully we should be reviewing a couple of those won't have a, a five-week break this time because uh dan's parole officer said he's allowed to stay up past nine o'clock at night now so right then let's have a look products that we we review was Florida's Collegiate, XR, Illusions, Spectra, and Panini Black. Uh, in the value for money stakes in fifth place was Panini Black. Uh, fourth place, well, joint third, as they say, is Florida's Collegiate and Spectra. They both got 19 marks. Uh, Illusions came second in value for money with 20 marks. And the winner for value for money was XR with 21 and a half. Surprised by that one, gentlemen? No, I think Black would have walked it if it had been at retail. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I would agree as well. Um, what you're getting in XR, it is actually value for money, isn't it? So, mm. hits-wise. Yeah. So. All right. Overall marks. In fifth place was XR with 14 points. Unlucky XR. Better luck next year, or hopefully we won't be back. Uh <laughs> Coming fourth with 20.5 points was Illusions. Coming third with 23.5 points was Panini Black. And only half a point separated the top two. Coming second with 21.5 was Spectra. But the winner for overall was Flores Collegiate with 26 points. So, yeah, it looks like the top two there were, were Spectra and Flores Collegiate, both the high-end products. Is, does that say that we're kind of uh, hobby snobs, gentlemen? Or Oh, yeah, definitely. We're a higher class. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time Dan's ever been called higher class in anything. He's not wrong. <laughs> right, then. Just to have a little discussion now before we, we close up. I'm sure everyone's had a, quite enough of listening to us ramble on for about an hour already. So... Yeah, this year we're five weeks into the NFL season and the chase before the season started was Kyler Murray. Now we've got Daniel Jones starting, but um, the question I'm going to ask you guys is, are the lack of star rookies affecting the hobby the way we thought that it might do? Uh, let's start with you, Ryan. Yeah, I, I personally do. And I think that, you know, it's a, it, it's the way you've got to look at it is that I think that we just haven't had that kind of uh, those breakout breakout players yet, or enough of them. Um, also, in a down season in terms of the quarterbacks, 
But I think there's something else here is that the second year quarterbacks, apart from Lamar Jackson, haven't done brilliantly either. So those chases, you know, for 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 Baker and Josh Rosen, obviously, uh, uh, that that's fallen. Uh, Sam Darnold, that market's fallen off. And I think that apart from the obvious Mr. Patrick Mahomes, there isn't like a massive, you know, Tom Brady, of course. There, there isn't a younger player that 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 is lighting it up, and I don't know whether we are going to see that or not this season. And I, 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 and I, I get the feeling that there's when you do a break of a product that's um, rookie heavy, there's not like loads of oh boom. Like even when I see Kyler Murray come out of flawless collegiate, I'm like, okay, it's Kyler Murray. You can put your boom thing up there, but I'm not really. It's not getting me excited. If I'd hit a Kyler Murray flawless, I need one for my collection, by the way. So if anybody's got one, just um, send it in the post to me. But it, it it doesn't seem to be a lot of booming going on because I think that the rookie class is 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 it's it's just what it is. It was a defensively heavy rookie class uh, at the top of that board, um, and I, I think one thing that has probably been great actually is probably Garda Menchu. You know, he's put a bit of excitement into the rookie class, to be quite frank. But apart from that, it's it's a bit bit drip drip. That's my view. No, exactly. Before we go on it, Dan, I will just interject and say that in our episode fifteen, the the preview where we said players that you should sell their cards, I believe I did say get rid of your Baker Mayfield cards because he's going to be found out this year. So at the moment, I'm riding that that happy <laughs> that happy ship. Although, as we're all where on Sunday he's going to throw for four touchdowns and 450 yards against my Seahawks and beat us. So, anyway, Dan, what do you think about this uh, entire subject? Um, it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. Um, currently, um, it's completely been fudged by Kyle Murray. You go into a random break, you don't the Cardinals. Well, you know, you've kind of, you've kind of already missed it. Um, we haven't seen, we yet to see that sort of player that kind of got overlooked, if you like. So, um, looking back, the year that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott both come through together, um, Dak Prescott was massively overlooked as a rookie quarterback. He plays and, and boom, and Zeke's doing well, and, and boom, you've got them two players being sold in breaks as individual players rather than team breaks. Um, it got to the point as we had Kamara that did it, where he was kind of... Obviously, they're not no-name rookies. They're getting, they're getting the autos in products and stuff, but they're the sort of the second string, if you like, um, massively overperforming what people thought they would, um, which kind of forces hobby on, and it just it just hasn't happened this year, has it? There's nobody really, like you said, Daniel James is starting, but unless he starts doing Patrick Mahomes things, no link passes, passes behind his back, and God forbid he does. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> But it, unless he starts doing random stuff like that, then he isn't really going to massively, massively spike. We need that sort of player that's going to going to come out and say, "Look at me," and that'll that'll force the hobby back on again. But it's just not happened yet, has it? I'd I'd say that the hobby is probably simmering at the moment. Uh, it, it's waiting for someone to burst out. It's waiting in the same when we had when Mahomes came through. He he, he sat. Was it 13, 14 games and just appeared in a couple at the end of the season? And now his cards are, are the big highlight. I think once some of these 
rookies start establishing themselves and get towards the playoffs and maybe Haskins gets a start now that, now that Washington have, have got rid of Gruden who didn't actually like him one little bit then I think you, you will start to see the value of cards come up so that's what I think and Dan's probably covered that already <laughs> <laughs> so if we do go with that which you think one name each gentlemen who do we think is going to be the breakout star who's going to going to send the hobby over the top again uh, Dan, who do you think, mate? Oh, I don't know. Sorry, put on the spot. I don't know. I want to say somebody along the lines of. I don't think any of the quarterbacks are going to do it this year, so it's got to be it's got to be another position player. So, I, you know, I'm looking along the lines of a Josh Jacobs or somebody like that. But they need to literally come out and like do what Christian McCaffrey is doing, <laughs> if you like, or at least for a couple of weeks, just back to back weeks, do what Christian McCaffrey is doing every week. Um, come out and show us that you've got that in you, and then and then that will spark the hobby. Ryan, you got a name for us of the current crop in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I mean, what? I I don't. I think that that's that's what, but that's where we are. Um, I think it's exactly where we are. We 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 know effectively who the kind of starry players are you know look at dk metcalf right he, he's gonna he will be a star as long as he you know his 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 fitness comes up and because of that projection going in his cards will be high high value seahawks are doing well and they continue to do well they'll stay at their you know I, my, our own aj brown but I, I i couldn't even tell you whether we're gonna have a winning season this season and and so i couldn't say i don't it's not in a market where his cards are going to be able to even if he is amazing and had thousand yards in his in, in his first season i think that there, there are some slow burners like real slow burners and we've talked about it before like will greer um players like will greer drew lock um you know could be real slow burners going into next season. But for the rest of the season, I kind of think we already have a lot of those players on the field. And for whatever reason, they actually be performing quite well, but it's not driving the hobby like it did. And you're absolutely spot on there. I mean, we had, was it Kareem Hunt, Dak Prescott, um, and Ezekiel Elliott. And it just went nuts, didn't it? Absolute nuts in those breaks. Um, So in that rookie season, I don't see somebody coming through right now this season I think we're going to have to wait uh, which to be fair this podcast has always said we said it end of last season we said it before the season that this was going to be a year where it was pretty much going to be a little bit of a downer uh, as we ramp it up again when teams are really looking for quarterbacks next year and there's some pretty tasty ones coming through No, exactly yeah yeah, I think it's it's just going to be a big case, as you guys have said, of a wait and see. I think once the playoffs arrive, then you'll get a couple of names coming forward and that will cause a boost to four or five players' cards, rookie cards that will go up. But it is quarterbacks. Again, you need to get in on the Gardner Minshew train before that left the station because <laughs> uh, his, his, his prices have gone from $10 to 150 $180 for the same card now yeah. so and fair play to him too fair play to him yeah yeah personally absolutely he, he, the guy's guy's doing well lovely genuine guy saw a bit of him playing uh, uh, for the Cougs uh, for a lot of time and stuff but yeah really nice guy good stuff if you're looking to invest you, you've got to be looking at guys like you said like Will Greer even Easton Stick people like that he's not got a chance yet but there's a chance that Rivers gets injured or something like that he's going to come in might get a few games he might be absolute 
rubbish, but he could be really good. And if that's the case, you can pick up his autos now. They're just coming out for, for $10, $15 a time. If he came in for five, six games and looked semi-decent, then his price is going from $15 up to $115. So if you're looking for flipping, it, it's got to be rookie quarterbacks that aren't getting any play time at the moment. So... Right then, gentlemen, do we have anything else to add before we, we close this episode down? Nothing from me. No, I have a note on my, my bits that says, I have the best wife, thought that needed to mention she is hot. I believe my wife may have been writing on my show notes, but apart from that, no. Actually, I, I do. I do. <laughs> I do have something to say. Um, <laughs> just want to thank the guys at uh, Patriots Nation UK podcast who uh, um, had myself on as a guest earlier in the week talking about the, the Giants game tonight um, I'm going back on tomorrow if anybody's interested in uh, listening to me dissect how uh, Brady's took us apart Fair enough Right then let's just stick you on the spot then Dan before the Patriots game tonight what's the final score going to be of the Patriots versus Giants game? I'll give you the same one I give to them 24-10 Patriots 24-10 right, Yeah enough. I just hope I'm hoping we don't get embarrassed Seeing as we don't we don't have an offense at all. I hope we don't get embarrassed. That could probably be the story of your life, Dan, couldn't it? Let's <laughs> tell you to get <coughs> right then, gentlemen. This is episode sixteen. We're done and dusted here. As ever, it's been a pleasure. You can catch us on our Twitter feed, which is at Waxpack Lyrical, or you can email us if you're Dan's wife at waxpacklyrical at gmail.com because <laughs> no one else bothers to email us there other than people in the States who are inviting us to corporate events, which we'd love to go to, but um, unfortunately we can't at this time. But anyway, been a pleasure as always, gentlemen. Parting shots. Happy collecting. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Cheers, guys, and we'll catch you next time of episode 17. <laughs>